Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Just Browsing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Zach, back again with Matt and our regular guest and one of our favorite friends in the whole wide world, who's basically like a third host on this show now, Caleb. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, sir. Appreciate you guys having me on. Of course, man. Um, And we're back here today to give kind of like an MCU State of the Union address. Uh, This is... Something that we talked about on the last episode, um, if you listened to the last episode, you heard Matt and myself talking about this, but there's been a ton of news recently, both in terms of actual MCU releases and then just discussions of things that have happened like outside of movies and TV, just in the real world that factor into things that are going on with the MCU. And Caleb, I know the MCU is like your favorite franchise and something that you're super into and we're both really into it too so i wanted to have this discussion and kind of like catch everyone up on like what's been going on what our reactions have been recently to the the latest mcu installments and kind of go from there now i guess i will say this you have matt you haven't seen a ton of the new stuff post endgame i don't know i don't really care for any of the shows it's like it's to me, it's the whole Fast and the Furious shit where it's like you overextended your stay for me. I enjoy all of the movies up to Endgame. I mean, obviously, there are some that are like, we could have, you know, this could have been better. But after that, I'm just kind of like, guys, you've you lost me. We're doing like, what, movie 412 right now? So, there because there's the shows and there's also the movies. So, let me ask you this question. This is why I wanted to pull up this list. You've seen, you've seen Endgame and everything yep. prior to Endgame, yep. right? Okay. Have you seen Spider-Man Far From Home? Yeah. Okay. I've seen all the Spider-Man. Okay, you've seen all the Spider-Mans. And I believe was Ragnarok after Endgame? If no, I'm... that was actually before. Okay. So you've seen that one too. I haven't seen Love and Thunder because I've heard yeah. it's not very okay. good. So. so everything up to and including Avengers Endgame and then Spider-Man Far From Home are all considered within the Infinity Saga. And then since then they've kicked off what they consider to be the multiverse saga. And this is starting... Because you know how they have everything broken down into phases. Right. So the multiverse saga starts with phase five. That's Black Widow. Have you seen that? Yes. Okay. Shang-Chi? No. Okay. Eternals? I've seen bits and pieces, but it kind of okay. bore me. Spider-Man No Way Home? Yes. Okay. Doctor Strange? The second one? Multiverse I don't think I've seen the second one. Multiverse? Thor Love and Thunder, you said you didn't see, I seen Thor. the Black Panther sequel? Yes. You did see that one? Mm-hmm. Okay. What about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? No. I love Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> Everyone else hates it, and I love that one, but that's I haven't seen that one. Okay. Guardians 3? Yes. Uh, and then the Marvels just came out, like literally a couple days ago. So you have seen quite a bit of this stuff, actually, in terms of movies. I know you haven't watched many just, of the shows. Yeah, it just wore on me. It's, it's like, like I said, it's like Fast and Furious where it's like... I stopped after seven, and you got me through seven of these. Yeah, yeah. I can't go eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, <laughs> fourteen, fifteen because I've already I sat through it. fucking yeah. what? Well, how many movies were before Endgame? Or if you watch them in chronological order, well, we can, up until it was twenty something. I, I think could, it was twenty two, twenty two or twenty three. Twenty two yeah. to twenty four. That range sounds right. So including Far From Home, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 films, 23. including Spider-Man Far From Home. And of course, they all have their own like And that's the stories. 23 movies. Right. And they all have their own stories like Iron Man, Iron Man 2 and 3, like they're all like good, right? But then it's just like... Now we move to the next one, the next one, the next one, and then we put them all together at certain stages, and I'm just kind of like, 
this is great, but you kind of are wearing me out. Like, no, we're I just I get beating it. this fucking same bush over and over. And again. that's part of the reason for having this discussion. So the reason I wanted to ask that is to figure out like what we have all seen. I think you've pretty much seen everything, other than maybe a couple of the shows. You're probably like me. Yeah, I would where you've say seen pretty much everything yeah. since Endgame. Well, I've seen all obviously all the movies. Um, yeah, going back to that list, there isn't a movie on this list that I have not seen. Um, and then as far as the TV shows go, the first TV show was um, Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was the first TV show. And then it was WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And I watched bits and pieces of WandaVision. I, don't, I didn't remember watching the whole thing through. And then after that, it was... Loki. Loki. And I've watched yeah. Loki. And then after Loki, it was... In fact, we should look that up. Yeah, we should I, look I have that the up. movies. So anyway, as but we're I've watched that up, a lot. Okay, yeah. okay. I've, I've watched everything. I would say the only thing I, a Secret Invasion, Loki. The only thing I don't think I watched fully was um, Moon Knight and Wandavision. Okay. Everything else I've watched. Um, oh, and She Hulk. I didn't watch She Hulk. What about Miss Marvel? Did you see Miss Marvel? Uh, the TV show. No. Okay. So not Miss Marvel either. So that's. I just wanted to start there so that we're like, we can kind of decide what sort of spoiler. And I guess we should say for anyone listening, spoiler alert for anything MCU related, obviously. If you're listening to this podcast, e- either you've seen all the MCU content or you're okay with a spoiler. Or you're like me where you're just like, it's I, I don't like spoil yeah. it. It's okay. Yeah. If if I want to watch it, I'll end up watching right, it. Right, right. If not, So whatever. I kind of wanted to just get that out of the way off the top so that we had an idea of who's seen what what sort of spoilers we're okay getting into. Um, and we don't honestly have to talk about storytelling-wise too much of it because there's a lot of other stuff that I'd like to get to. Sort of like you, you, the sports comparison would be like off the field, but you know, outside of the movies and TV, stuff happening in the real world that's, that's affecting what's going on in the MCU. But there's a lot of stuff going on storytelling-wise that's interesting as well. But I think, honestly, if I was going to tell you, Matt, one show that you should check out or that I think is worth your time that has been released on Disney Plus since, you know, the Infinity Saga ended is Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would watch Loki, but like I I watched two episodes of WandaVision and I was just like, nope, I can't do this. So the only reason I say that is because out of the stuff that I've seen, and I've seen everything other than She-Hulk and Miss Marvel, I think. Yeah, I think I've watched pretty much every other show other than those two. So, I mean, I've seen most of the content and all of the movies except for the Marvels, which just came out. So, out of all of that, I feel like for someone who is kind of burnt out on it and is like, which of these things do I need to tune into? Loki, I would say, is worth your time. They just finished up the second season, and the only reason I say that's the one thing that would be worth your time is it has the most impact on what it seems like they want the story to be moving forward in terms of the next big Avengers movies, the next big bad guy. And Caleb knows what I'm talking about because he's seen Loki as well. But I I guess with all of that being said, where do we want to hop in on this discussion? Do we want to hop in on like actual storytelling stuff that's happening in the MCU or like talk about some of the like quote unquote off the field shit with like, I don't know. You and I were talking a little bit about the article that came out recently of like all this behind the scenes, like Marvel stuff where they're, yeah, they're kind of like, and I don't know if we talked about this much, but there's this article that came out recently. that basically like kind of spark notes version was talking about since Endgame Cause you know, for a decade plus 
the MCU has kind of had this stranglehold on the box office in terms of movies. Every movie they put out, even if it's a quote-unquote poorly reviewed MCU movie and it doesn't do as well, it makes hundreds of millions of dollars. It's a fucking box office killer. It's great. Mm -hmm. Well, everything since then, they've been kind of struggling. Now, granted, that's due to a lot of different factors. The COVID pandemic had a lot to do with that. The strikes, the writer strike, the actor strike had a lot to do with that. So not all of it is like totally within their control, but a lot of the content released post-Endgame has not been reviewed super highly, except for a couple of projects here and there. So the big discussion online now is like, is the MCU losing it? Like, are we in a spot where like people are over the superhero genre? They're over the MCU's interconnected universe. It's no longer going to be drawing the same sort of attention and box office draw that it used to. I think, I think right now, I think it is right. And again, I don't really know the whole off field type stuff, but you know, kind of just thinking of what I've seen and what I've noticed and, I think it's I think it's fair to say that Marvel is because again it, it kind of correlates with the storytelling, right? Like for like what you were saying, Matt, for since 2007 or whenever Iron Man came out, you had 22 mood, movies where you just like as a kid or as a teenager or just even a young adult like for people that are a little bit older than us, like for 22 movies you could finally count on like oh we're gonna go see the new thor because at the end the post-credit scene there's gonna yeah. be something that relates it to what we've already watched right and as a viewer you just constantly got that every single year you got conditioned to it yeah, yeah. all the way up until 2019 and then all of a sudden it's like end game happens and it's like that's the climactic part of the entire story mm -hmm. and then you know fast forward like you said past the pandemic and all of this you start seeing the original characters that we grew up watching, Iron Man, Captain America, um, Wanda, Black Widow, right? You start yeah. seeing all of these characters. They start to kind of dissolve from, from history or not into the new phase. Like they're not – I guess what I'm saying is right now they're not pegged to be a part of the new – upcoming marvel movies so right. it has lost a lot of interest for people our age and maybe a little bit older because like we have witnessed firsthand the very beginning of marvel all the way up to that really big climactic movie yeah that basically finished the story yeah so it goes hand in hand and that's where i think marvel just right now doesn't have a clear cut path and we've talked about this many times of like they just don't have a clear story like I feel like the first 22 movies did. I agree. And I, I think storytelling-wise, like the in-universe storytelling, I think that's a lot of people's big hang-up. And that's something that I've been a little bit frustrated by, mm -hmm. too. Whereas you, you described it perfectly. From Iron Man all the way through Endgame, it was building towards this one story. Like They conditioned us to be like, okay... There's these things called Infinity Stones. There's this big bad guy named Thanos who's trying to get all of them. And then once he gets all of them, it's going to be very bad. The Avengers are going to have to fight him to try and save everyone. Well, once that happens, they have the big climactic battle. Avengers Endgame, you know, I think exceeded, not only met, but exceeded everyone's expectations. Everyone fucking loved it. It's like one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Perfect ending to the story. Now, we all know it's not realistic to assume they're just going to stop there just because they ended on a high note. That's not how Hollywood works. They're going to keep making right. movies. And they've already released, you know, I don't know how many movies, six or seven since then. But I think the frustrating part is like, where are we going now? And I think 
and Matt, this kind of goes to what I was saying a second ago about recommending Loki because they're introducing this character named Kang. He also plays a big part in the third Ant-Man movie, if you ever get around to checking it out. Um, they're setting him up to be like the next Thanos, but it's also unclear as to how big of a threat he is and how exactly that's going to happen because a lot of the projects they've released since Endgame have not really had anything to do with that. Right. It's like, oh, it's just another Doctor Strange story or it's just a Black Widow story or this is another... You know, it's like we're there. A couple of them are introducing characters like Eternals, Shang Chi. They're introducing I mean, characters, but it's like right now, it's like, well, where exactly are we going, and like, how many more movies are we going to have to sit through before we start really like moving this story along and go, oh, there is this big threat. There's this Kang guy, and like, a lot of people too. Like, do you even really know who are the Avengers right now? That's another right. thing that's a little bit unclear. Is like, who would even fight Kang right. if this fight so, happened right now? You, you also know? have to think too. Thanos is the ultimate bad guy and the ultimate villain in any movie. You put him in, it goes, this guy, his goal was literally to get a shitload of stones and wipe out half the universe. Yeah. Like, there's no one worse than that. And you kind of have to, like, understand that once you wrap that whole storyline up, it's hard to where do you go from there? Yeah, exactly. Like, where do you go from there? Right. Like you're yeah. trying to compete with a guy who literally wiped out half the world or half the the universe, and then they had to fight him to bring everyone back. You can't match that. There's no story <laughs> in which you could ever imagine where they match that. What are you going to do? The universe extended an extra like 25 billion light years, and that's now who you're fighting. Like, no. There's no way you build such a tightly knitted unique story to fight the ultimate villain to then be like yeah now oh here's, it's a, here's over. a guy who's even scary and here's yeah. another guy and everyone's like well wait a second though how do you get scared how does <laughs> how do you get scarier than a yeah. guy that literally snapped his fucking fingers and you either survived it or you just fucking i don't even know if it would be considered ashes or dust or dust. whatever you just dust but away. you just turn into dust and floated away and like that was it like so, there's no one that it could be worse than that. I compl- I get it. I completely get it. And I think that's a lot of people's whole vibe right now. And I what they're trying to push and I think this is the key this is one of the key storytelling things like not including like off the field stuff. Storytelling decision wise, this is one of the big hang-ups and I think why they're not doing as well recently is because you know I I I was talking about earlier they have it divided up into phases and then the whole first four phases they group that together and call it the infinity saga and it's all about thanos and the infinity stones everything since then phases five six and i think seven or whatever they're going to do are all going to be what's called the multiverse saga so now they're trying to push this narrative of like okay fans we know that you're wondering you're sitting out there wondering who's worse than thanos like what's what could possibly be an Avengers level threat equal Nothing. to that that was going to keep us interested for another 22 movies? Right. And Marvel's stance is well, it's the multiverse. And the reason why this Kang guy is scarier than Thanos is because Kang is a threat not only to his universe, but to every other right. universe. So that's the thing. But the problem is they're not executing very well on either A, explaining who Kang is and what his abilities are, and B, what the multiverse even is. Right. I think to exactly what you were saying, it's like you can't – the execution is the problem. Yes. Right? The execution is the issue. The idea is there. Yeah, because you can't – I guess, and we've talked about it, I have a hard time – either they're – 
what's Marvel trying to do? They are a business. They are trying to produce as much money as they can. Yep. It's not Marvel. It's Disney. Or Disney, right? Yeah, it's yeah. fucking right? Disney as So it's always. Disney. So what is Disney going to do? They're going to start pumping out TV shows rather than movies because they're less budget. You can get more viewers. You might be able to get more money off of it. And right? they're trying to boost their and streaming service. And they're trying to service, boost their yeah. streaming service. Which so, they just jacked the rate up for. Right. So with that being said... That's where I think the execution of this next series or these next phases is not going to be as strong because they are just trying to pump out content rather than quality, right? Mm-hmm. Quantity over quantity is the way that I see it. Mm-hmm. And I, that again, like I completely agree with you guys 100% about Kang not being as scary as Thanos because honestly, Thanos was, was hands down one of the scariest villains yeah, of all time. That whole threat is terrifying. I would rather right. fight a thousand emperors and Darth Vaders than one Thanos. Right. See, and that's yeah. like, and that's I, that's exactly the direction that Marvel and Disney seem to be headed. Is especially after watching, you know, um, Ant Man, and after watching Loki, you kind of get a good just of like, all right, I kind of understand where this may or may not be going because yeah. of the different Kang variants that are around the the universe, if you will, mm-hmm. or the different universes. But it's like, still though, is that as scary as somebody who can snap their finger and eliminate all of that? Yeah. You know so what I mean? My thing, in to go to what we said a second ago, is the execution of it. Because I think on a conceptual level... If you tell me, hey, there's this bad guy out there. Well, first of all, in our universe that we've built as the MCU, there's this concept of a multiverse. So something that we've kind of talked about on past episodes of this podcast, we talk about quantum worlds and the many worlds theory, quantum mechanics, the many worlds theory, rather. It's like the idea that there's a parallel universe next to ours where we're all doing this podcast, but we look like fucking jellyfish or something or whatever. And there's just infinite variations of that. You know what I mean? So they are proposing that in their universe, and they're saying, okay, in all of these infinite universes that exist, there is this person or this character named Kang, and he has potentially infinite variants of himself. And the idea that they propose in Loki and then a little bit in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is what happens is this guy, one of his variants or maybe multiple variants figure out how to start traveling between the multiverses and they start battling each other. And what happens is this giant multiversal war happens, which causes trillions upon untold trillions of deaths across multiple universes. And this one guy, one version of him wins. This is spoiler alert for Loki, but you should still check it out. I'll forget all about it. This one guy wins. They call him He Who Remains. And he basically prunes or gets rid of all of the other timelines or multiverses, I should say. That's another thing is they need to pick one or the other. Yeah. Like, are they timelines? Are they multiverses? Right. I'm confused. And then he makes one universe or one multiverse or timeline where he's the only version of himself. All other multiverses have been destroyed by him. Mm-hmm. So he's ensuring that he basically ends up on the top of the throne. Now, okay, conceptually... That's I, I kind of follow what you're doing, and that is scary. If you're saying like the Avengers have to fight this guy and there's just infinite versions of him who all are like varying levels of dangerous, then it proposes this idea that like, well, if the Avengers kill one version of Kang, they can't really like sit back on their laurels and be like, yeah, hey, we defeated the bad guy because there's just infinite other right. versions of him that could come and, and, and incur on their universe and cause havoc, right? Right. So that's scary. I get that. The problem is they've like... 
tried like multiple starting lines for this whole concept because like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Mad. No, 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 no. Sorry, Spider Man No Way Home starts with this multiverse idea, and that's the one where you know Tobey Maguire's mm-hmm. Spider Man, Andrew Garfield's Spider Man get brought in. The villains from their movies get brought in to Tom Holland's MCU Spider Man's universe. Right. And, you know, because Doctor Strange fucked up his spell or something, that's why the multiverse is here. So there's this whole thing there. But then if you watch Loki season one, well, the idea that the multiverses got created is because Sylvie stabs he who remains. Right. So you're like, is that both this like which one caused the multiverses? Were they always there or did Doctor Strange open them up or did he who remains dying open them up or is it all connected? They're not doing a very good job of explaining any of that. And right. then, like, Kang, who shows up in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, who is supposedly Kang the Conqueror, which I thought was, like, Real, the most badass right. version of Kang, gets defeated by Ant-Man and the Wasp and Ant-Man's daughter and, like, a bunch of ants. And it's yeah. like, so is he that scary if, like, just Ant-Man right. alone can handle him? You know, like, is this really an Avengers-level threat? Like... It's just they haven't been doing a very good job of convincing everyone that A, we should even care about the multiverse, B, how it works, and see who this Kang character is and what he's really right. capable of. Like well, they're not I doing think, a very good job of like getting that point across. I right. Feel like. And I feel like the other thing too is they're still trying to finish up the Infinity Saga as well. Yeah. Because like you look at WandaVision and you watch that TV show and you're like, okay, what the hell is going on with that? Right, but then you fast forward to Doctor Strange, and then obviously WandaVision come or Wanda comes right back into mm-hmm. Doctor Strange's world. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, are they going to make another Doctor Strange? Are they going to include Wanda into that? But then you fast forward to Guardians three, and it clearly puts that story to rest. So those yep. characters yep. are done, right? Um, you know, obviously we know Steve Rogers is done. We know Iron Man. We know Natasha Romanoff. Hawkeye's story is kind of we don't know kind of right like kind of wrapped up but we don't know if he's going to come back his his whole show seemed like passing the torch on to exactly kate bishop right so So like you you could yeah you could tell you could say that he might be done but that you know yeah that that girl that takes over that might be the new hawkeye so like right now i feel as if they're trying to close off all of these storylines for these characters that have been involved forever yeah and they're starting to try to pick back up. And it seems as if, like like what we were talking about earlier, the outside is starting, the outside realm of Hollywood is starting to factor into that because Robert Downey Jr. doesn't want to be involved anymore. Chris Hemsworth is on the verge of want, not wanting to be do, doing it anymore. You know what I mean? So like all of these original Marvel characters are now in real life are starting to be like, yeah, our run's yeah. kind of done. Like, I did 10 years of this. So, so these writers are trying to figure out how to, okay, well, if these guys are done, how are we going to write them out, but then also bring these other new characters back in? Because that was the other thing, too, of, like, that was, that's always been the itching question in my brain of, like, at least with Iron Man and Hulk and, you know, Captain America and Thor, you understood who the main characters were, and you knew that they all would come together at the end. Mm. Whereas, like... Shang-Chi, The Eternals, um, what's the other ones that I'm missing? Like all, want, or Black Widow, obviously yeah. Black Widow is like 
still part of the Thor, Infinity. Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yeah, Thor, Love, and Thunder. So it's Black like Black Panther. You, yeah, so you have like Black Panther. You have Thor. You have um, the Eternals. You have Shang Chi. It's like, who are all these people? Because right. clearly, I'm not getting a good just of like what their main purpose is. Yeah, and it's and like, are, are they like Avengers now? So, right. So here's one thing too, and and I don't know the answer to this. You guys might know it more. When did Stan Lee quit having as in depth of a impact on the actual MCU? Because we know what he passed away last year or the year before. No, it's no, been a few years. Yeah. I I want to say so. Uh, Captain Marvel, the first one, was on TV the other day, and I think their little cameo for him. We watched the very end of it. It said like in loving memory of Stanley. So that was like 2019, I think. Captain Marvel came out because it, it's like right before uh, Infinity War or right before Endgame or something. So, because to me, right, this is all based off of so it's been like four co- years comic years. books, right? Yeah, 2018. These are, these are, 2018, 2018, 2018. Yeah. So these are all based off of comic books that he had a part in writing or right. doing something with, right? For like at decades. least creating the yeah. story, yeah, for forever. However long ago it was when he wrote these. And then you know he worked with all of the movies going forward. So it becomes one of those things. It's kind of like Star Wars where George Lucas gave up the reins. We saw what happened through episodes one through six. And we're like, we could follow the story pretty well. You know, we at least saw, you know, it was a little bit different in all six episodes. But then he sold the rights to it and new people came in to write a story. And you were like, well... I don't get this story. It's just, yeah, it's the same exact thing. We're just switching certain pieces around, and that's a pretty much it. And so, with this whole thing, is it's like Stanley, what he wrote in his comic books was iconic, at least for like our parents. That was the shit back then. Were those comic books? For us, it was all the movies. But he obviously had a big role to play in all of them. And now that he passed. Who's writing all of this? And who's trying to tie it back? It's one brain, you know, again, going to Game of Thrones. Great seasons for all the books that were finished. But once the books were done and there was no blueprint to follow, they were kind of like, well, we're going to write our own story. And we all see what happens. So it becomes one of those things like, yeah, there's different, you know, as you guys are saying, there's the multiverse, the different phases that you're saying. Um, But it's one of those like, there's going to be the Stan Lee like saga of this, and then there's going to be everything afterwards. And you've kind of got to like differentiate. One guy wrote everything, or like I said, had a part to write in everything. Now I don't know who's writing all of this. If you have one or two people writing one story and one or two people writing another story, dude, she's a psycho. Maybe she'll hit her head on a chair or something <laughs> and fall asleep. I'm trying to just ignore her as best I can. But if you have you know six people writing three different stories they're not going to be able to line everything up. So then when you go to try and put a show or a movie together and then you're like, well, now we're going to try and like match what they did. You're like, well, that doesn't fit how I want to write this. And then yeah. like so, you've been saying, that's how you're like, they're, the idea might be there, but this execution is just not very good. So yeah, good. I'm really glad you made that point because that's one of the things that this article I referenced. And I want to say it was like variety or something. I'll send you guys the article after this if you haven't had a chance to read it. But one of the things that they talk about um, is basically how, and there's actually um, shout out to one of the pod. I, I, I know I, I shout out other podcasts on here all the time, and I don't know if I should be doing that or not. But the Ringer Podcast Network. There's this lady named Joanna Robinson, and she's she's on a bunch of their podcasts, and she just released a book all about the MCU. Her and a couple other people wrote this mm-hmm. book all about the MCU. 
and basically their reign of box office dominance from Iron Man all the way up through like current day, basically. One of the things that she talked about of being in the book is saying, so Kevin Feige is kind of like the creative director or president of the MCU. And Kevin Feige is a guy who for years now has been kind of like the brain trust of the entire storytelling. So how it used to work is like they had this, you know, obviously there's individual writers and directors for each movie and each installment. But Kevin Feige and the Marvel team had this creative vision for what the overarching story was going to be in the interconnected universe. And he would kind of come in, look at what, like he would come in at some point during the production of these movies, during filming and stuff, and be like, okay, these writers and directors go off, do your thing. I'll come in, take a look at your footage at some point, and we'll figure out what we got, what might not be working as well, if we need to kind of change some things, add a different story arc in here, whatever. And he was kind of like this like unofficial script doctor and un- uncredited director on a lot of this stuff. Well, that worked fine when they were doing one, maybe two movies a year all the way leading up through you know the mid-2010s and late-2010s leading up to Infinity War and Endgame. Well, now, after Endgame, there's been, what, two or three movies a year and like four or five TV mm-hmm. shows, and it's just so much content. He's only one guy. Yeah. So now they're saying like the... Sh- the some of the behind the scenes like gripe and the news that has been released is like, well, what happens is like if I say, Matt, go off, start working on the Marvels. Caleb, go work on Black Panther Wakanda forever. I'll go work on Shang-Chi. Well, now Kevin Feige doesn't have there's he's one guy. He can't split himself into three and monitor what we're all doing. Right. And the problem is you're not aware working on Black Panther as to what it might touch or connect with my story in Shang-Chi, and neither of us are aware of that it might touch with mm, Matt's Marvels. So, like, they're almost siloing their creative teams, but still trying to do an interconnected universe. And it's right. like, well, that's not a recipe for success. That seems right. like a Especially with all the TV show. shows you know, and, and stuff. And with all have. the TV shows, it's like, well, if I'm over here working on this movie, and it's been, you know, it's been in production for a couple of years, you know, from the time the script gets written to the time it's released is at least a couple of years in most instances. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck's going on in Loki season two or like, you know, right. what if or WandaVision or what you guys are doing on Disney plus, unless you tell me, right. If you're not going to tell me, well, I don't know exactly where it's like a whole bunch of people working on the fucking sailboat, but there's no captain, you know, right. telling us where we're when, steering, what when, direction we're going. When you know? did Disney buy Marvel? Or has it all? No, it hasn't always been Marvel. It hasn't but. always been. It was I th- sometime. I think they bought it a while ago, but yeah. Stanley still had the, like I said, creative rights, creative rights it, to it. It was obviously sometime before 2008 because Iron Man was the first movie to get released under the MCU Studios oh. banner. I don't know how how often before or how soon before that that happened because um, they they would release. Like Marvel movie, like there were Marvel property movies that got released. Two thousand nine, okay, back in the day. But until the MCU studios became mm-hmm. a thing, and then Disney purchased it, that's really when things four started ramping billion up. Billion dollars. So they did. I think four billion was what they purchased Lucasfilm for as well. That's back crazy. in two thousand nine, though. So four billion now would be like forty billion with inflation. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. The the Kevin Feige piece is one whole thing, and to kind of continue on like the the real life stuff, the off the field stuff, you have obviously we can't o- overstate the effect that the pandemic had because it's like they're trying to release 
Black Widow and all these. Like, I think Black Widow was supposed to come out like in 2020. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, yeah, it was. Marvel's it was like, like we're not gonna summer movie. Yeah. It was like their summer yeah. movie. Yeah, Marvel's like we're not gonna release a giant blockbuster that we hope makes 800 million dollars in the middle of a situation where no one's leaving their houses. Right. The only guy crazy enough to do that was Christopher Nolan. He's like, fucking put Tenet <laughs> in movie theaters. I'm Christopher Nolan. And then it made like $20. And yeah. <laughs> that, was was like, a, that was a well, shit show. Whatever. Um, but so they delayed everything. Black Pan- or Black Widow doesn't come out till like 2021. Even then, like not a lot of people are going back to the movies. I think really, honestly, until this year, it certainly seems like to me, people haven't been going back to the movies in the same like fashion, fashion they used that to. they used to. It's the whole streaming it's, services. It's, we did that one episode. Yeah. Streaming services, as unintended as some of them are going to be, because a lot of them have, like Disney, they have their own. You, you make a lot more money with you know, a good Marvel movie coming out in theaters than you do with it going to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And it's like you're going to put yourself in a deeper hole than you expected because you're going to be like, well, we put it on Disney+, Plus, but we didn't get the right yeah. you know, feedback. And it's like that's because... I didn't have to pay eighteen dollars for right. one ticket to go see three. I paid eighteen dollars for a whole month, and I watched yeah. twenty five different movies in that one month. Well, and so they're kind of simultaneously shooting themselves in the foot, where they're like, "Well, we want to release this movie in theaters because we spent one hundred fifty million on it. We wanted to make six hundred million, but they're like, also we want to boost the Disney Plus streaming service, so right. we kind of want to put it on there. Like, is and it you remember that whole, an Apple Plus, an Apple TV? I think movie, it is. Yeah, but it's so like it's gonna. You but they're doing it in risk, theaters first, right? You shouldn't yeah. risk. Not putting that in theaters, right? Joaquin Phoenix, like, I know that's a weird tangent to go on, but that's what I, the kind of thing that movie will probably do really well in the box office, and then it's like, yeah, we can put it to our streaming platform after a few much months, later. Yeah. Yeah. So then, when people haven't seen it and they need to go see it and they don't have ours, then they pay us eighteen dollars for at least right. one month right. to watch the movie. It's like, well, and then I don't know if you remember. I think I mentioned this to you. We were we were recording an episode during this whole time period, but. Scarlett Johansson like sued Marvel and Disney yeah. over. They basically took Black Widow, dumped it on Disney Plus, and she was like, "Well, hey, hey, what the fuck? Part of my contract is being paid off of box office returns. If you're not releasing it in theaters, there's no box office returns." So that was a whole saga. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's there's the pandemic piece of it. This whole year, we've had the writer strike and then the actor strike. So a bunch of shit got paused. You have, and then there's also here's the big kind of unknown right now because all of that stuff for the most part has been resolved. The pandemic for the large part movie going is back to semi ish normal. Mm-hmm. It's normal. Not, not people, really, not really what it was in 2019, yeah. but like right. better than it writers was in 2020. The writers have came to an agreement. The writers are done striking. The actors are done striking now, but now they have this problem where they're saying, okay, Kang is our next big bad guy. Kang is being played by Jonathan majors. Right. But yet, well, Jonathan Majors is going through legal trouble right now over a sexual assault allegation, mm-hmm. and so they don't even know what happens if he's found guilty and he can't, you know, if he goes to prison or faces some sort of legal action and he can't be a part of their universe or he gets right. fired. Well, now they look like fucking idiots because right. they're like, hey, we put all of our future next three phases worth of shit on Kang being the bad guy 
And now the actor that we paid to be Kang is now no longer going to yeah. be a part of this. So what do you do then? Do you go, well, because it's a multiverse, let's just cast another guy who looks like Jonathan Majors and just say, oh, it's the multiverse. It's a different well, version of Kang. Right. Or do you go, we're going to completely pivot, and now Doctor Doom is the bad guy, which is some of the stuff they've been talking about. I've been about. hearing so about like, that too, yeah. But then if you do that, now the fans are like, well, then why the fuck did we care about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania yeah. or anything that happened in two seasons worth of Loki? Like, right. was that all just a waste of time? Like, well, now what are we doing? And then you look at like, so I have this pulled up. So here's what's coming, supposedly, right? Obviously, there's Avengers Secret Wars. There's Avengers King Dynasty. So if Jonathan Major's situation pans out to where he's not able to do it, are they just going to scrap a Avengers, whole Avengers King? Movie? Yeah. 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 How does that work? They have Blade coming out. They have Thunderbolts coming out. Fantastic Four coming out. Captain With America: Pedro Brave Pascal. New World coming out. A new Dead uh, Deadpool movie coming out. Marvel's obviously is already out. Which, so by like, the way, have you heard the drama about Blade too? No, I don't. So Blade's I, already been. So they announced. Couple years back, that Mahershala Ali is going to be Blade, which a super dope casting choice. Mm -hmm. Mahershala Ali is a fucking savage and like a multiple time Oscar winner. That movie has already gone through a couple of directors and like a handful of writers. Apparently, there was like a script that was turned in. Marvel took a look at it and was like, this sucks. We're going to completely scrap it and hire different writers to do it. So they haven't even started anything on that other than trying to get the script right and figure mm -hmm. out what the story is going to be. So that whole project is kind of that's another part of like this whole article that Variety released recently was just going over like here's all these things that are maybe contributing to Marvel's the critical reception of all of their projects and the box office returns of all of their projects dipping recently mm -hmm. like it might it might not all be specifically stuff that's happening in the movies there's all these external factors that also come into yeah. play. Like, well, it's a mess right now. Well, think of this, too. And this maybe this is just me, but at what point can we just move away from the whole multiverse and having t 20 different characters all have to meet up and do an Avengers-type movie? You saw, like, again, it's the whole money grab thing. They saw the success with the original Avengers, and they're like, we got to replicate that with a new story. But it, it's like, at what point can we just go away and make three really good movies of each specific character and we don't have to interloop them? Like Deadpool yeah, and yeah. X-Men makes sense because in Deadpool, you're introduced to X-Men. <laughs> it makes sense. They exist together. And he's like an X-Men adjacent right, character right. anyway. So. But it's like, and like the Fantastic Four, when they come in, it's like, if, if it makes sense, do it. If it doesn't make sense, like why are we forcing it? So I wonder then too, like obviously have you I mean, I don't I'd assume you guys probably haven't read all the comics, but like no. do you feel as if though that Marvel or Disney is going in that direction and then maybe that's the way that they pivot? Is Stan Lee wrote however many fucking comics over the sixty years that he was doing it? Of like, there was just so many different stories. So many stories. So yeah. it's like, maybe that's the direction that Disney's headed is, hey, we're just going to pump out content and we're just going to relate it to comic book season 88, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like you're, like, here's Thor episode, going on, on this adventure. Yeah. This is episode 111 of season 12 right. of Thor. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, I, I'm fucking yeah. lost. And we're just going to pick a movie and we're yeah. going to just make a TV show out of that section. And you get a car and you get this. <laughs> yeah. and you, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you get... Like that, maybe that's the the way that they pivot. As long as they don't try and like interloop it back together. See, and I think right. So that would be the like, way that they do pivot. Of like maybe maybe they're realizing maybe we shouldn't bring it all together, and maybe we should just you know start saying, okay, Stanley made nine thousand different stories. 
let's just each like Moon Knight is a different story. Yeah. WandaVision is a different story, but it's like My hard to do that now because they've already set the precedent. That's of, exactly what I was just going to say. It, yeah. They already set they, the precedent of what we all expect. They're kind of between a rock and a hard place because they can't really do that now because their entire brand since 2008 has been, hey, when you come to the movies and you see a Marvel movie, there's going to be Easter eggs and teases to other stuff and other characters that are also Marvel characters. And it's the same sort of thing that excited comic book fans initially because that's what you get when you read comic books you get these crossover editions where the fantastic four and the avengers are batman versus superman yeah like that was the whole appeal initially so now they can't really unwind that and be like well it worked for a while but we're kind of fucking it up now so now we're just going to do individual stories like i don't know if that would work dc is kind of doing that right now because and i think dc was more because they're forced struggling into it because their whole experiment failed so dramatically mm-hmm. and i think we've we've had this discussion regarding the, the uh, dc thing for a while i think what would work really well for dc and i don't know if this would work as well on the marvel side but just do this kind of like uh they have some some names for it and stuff because i think they are still trying to go for an interconnected universe over there but the problem is so many actors have dropped out and so many of the movies have failed that they've kind of like half given up, half are still <laughs> releasing movies right. in that universe. But what might work for them and what some of their more successful movies recently have just been like, hey, here's a totally unconnected Joker movie starring Joaquin yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, or the Batman. Or the Batman. Yeah, right. This is a Robert Pattinson Batman movie. There's no other connection to any other DC characters other than Batman villains mm-hmm. and it's just a dope fucking Batman right, movie. Right. So, so you're I saying like the whole Christopher Nolan trilogy of Batman. There's no relations in those yeah, movies. Superman to- doesn't ever show up. Right. Wonder Woman doesn't show up at any you point. Know, yeah, it's just it's, this is a Batman story. Right. right. So I think for DC that stuff seems to be working better than their movies where they're still trying to do like the Flash came out earlier this year. And that to me is like a one the the uh, Aquaman movie that's about to come out next month is like one of the last ditch efforts of them being like this is a last vestige of their interconnected universe mm-hmm. of like hey this Aquaman and this Flash were in the same universe as Ben Affleck's Batman and Henry Cavill's Superman and Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman well fucking Ben Affleck has been done playing Batman for years now right well he showed up a little bit in the Flash but it's probably a contractual obligation. Henry Cavill's done playing Superman. So it's like when we all know as fans that the real life actors are no longer under contract or have said they don't no longer want to be a part of this. Well, I'm not really excited to see a new entry in that universe because yeah. that would be kind of like saying in Iron Man 3, hey guys, come see Iron Man 3. But like we had just read news that like uh, Chris Evans doesn't want to be Captain America anymore. Yeah. It's like, well, why? Because right. now this Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man exists in a universe where now his Captain America is no longer going to be Captain America. So like you no longer get more Avengers movies unless you want to just recast Captain America. And that's just kind of weird. And right. So that whole thing on DC is all fucked. So that's why I think they're like their attempts at this, just these solo stories where they're like, Hey, Joker has nothing to do with the Suicide Squad or Batman vs. Yeah. Superman or any of this other shit. It's just a Joker movie. Just another version yeah. of Joker. And it's just we're just going to make a really good Joker movie. Right. And same thing with the Batman. We're just going to make a really good Batman movie. Right. I don't know if Marvel could do that now at this point because really their only solo movies are like introducing new characters. Right. And even then, they're connected to the other universe. Like Shang-Chi 
a big part of that Wong shows up in yeah. that movie and then at the very end he gets introduced to Carol Danvers and right. you know Bruce Banner and all like all these Avengers so you're like okay even though this is a like origin story for Shang-Chi I know this is still connected to all of the other Avengers movies that I've seen previously right, right? so I don't know if they can now like pull the brakes on that and be like eh since we kind of don't know what to do with this whole multiverse saga, we're just going to back off and now do solo movies. I don't know if people would be receptive to that or not. Yeah. That's I, the kind of struggle. Pe- they're just in a, people aren't being receptive to right what now. they're currently putting out. Well, that's or they're point. not being as receptive, that's a good point. I guess right. you should say, right? Like, pe- There's still people that are like diehards that are like, I'll watch anything they put out. And then they watch and they're like, wow, I wasted fucking like yeah. 40 hours of my well, life. I, right. I could say that would be you know me. I, aside from Loki, I was a pretty big fan of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but Loki was definitely my favorite. I was going to say, but so all the other stuff, I'm just like, ah. I think you and I are similar because uh-huh. we have seen a lot of the content post Endgame. Right. I would say the stuff that I would recommend that Matt actually sees, especially, let's just start with the shows. Loki, definitely. Mm hmm. I would say WandaVision is actually worth a shot. Neither of you have finished WandaVision. But right, but I have watched WandaVision recaps on it. actually really cool. And it does look pretty good. Very interesting story. I was not very high on Falcon and the Winter Soldier or Hawkeye, really. Didn't She-Hulk and Miss Marvel, honestly, both of those I had zero interest in. Yeah. Moon Knight's actually pretty cool. Moon Knight's mm-hmm. a little weird, but it's actually pretty cool. But other than that, like... What I if? haven't been super stoked. I mean, I think Loki 100% is the best show yeah. they've come out with. Loki's right. the best. Right. If you're going to watch any of it, if there's one show I can recommend, it's Loki. Do you think... Okay, so this just came to mind, too. Do you think... You know how, like, every couple years, U.S. and just internationally, we just have these trends that we go down? Like, there was this... There was, like, in the 90s, right? It was a lot of, like, detective-type movies coming out. Oh, yeah. In like the early two thousands, mid two thousands, it was a lot of like that Hunger Games and yeah, and, like the young adult, and, young adult dystopian yeah. ones, right? So, do you feel as if though, over the last ten years, it was more superhero movie based, and now everybody is starting to kind of phase out of the superhero movies and transition into something I, I think new? that is maybe the most important question to ask. When oh we're yeah, about I mean, you, it's. Like, like are, I said, are people even interested in this type of storytelling? Right, it's, it's overly saturated. I mean, yeah. think honest. In reality, twenty-two mo- or twenty-three movies is overly saturated in my opinion. That's a lot. It's a lot of fucking movies. Granted, there are a few in there that you're kind of like, we could do without watching this and still get to the important parts of the story. But twenty-three movies to get to the very end of the story is like. That is a lot, a lot of movie. Granted, they're all it's you know it's a really good story, a really good ending, and everything. But it's like also I, you, it finished, I, and I think there was a sigh of relief amongst Marvel fans at the time and like superhero fans that were like, "All right, it's done." Like that, what like we can talk about it, and then they're like, "And introducing," and you're like, "Well, wait a second. And they're like, "Introducing," and you're like, "Well, now I'm well, interested." And, and I, then, I think it's worth pointing out too, and I'll let you finish your your thought there, but. It's worth pointing out that that twenty-three movie experiment, le- going from Iron Man to Infin- or to Endgame, has never been done before. Right. So, like, it's not like there's multiple instances you can point mm-hmm. to throughout history where this type of experiment was successful. Marvel is the one and only example where this actually worked. I mean, we saw DC is the only one who really has other has tried it and it failed miserably. See, and that's where I think so they should like, have stopped. It was kind of just lightning in a bottle and. To your point, like 
are we just as a society kind of burnt out and moving beyond superhero storytelling because we've mm-hmm. gotten so much of it in the last 15 years? Right. I think that's a large part of it. I, I do think that's something to consider. Yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, there's so much more out there. Like, these historically fiction, non-fictions that have been coming out lately, like Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon, right? And then Napoleon coming and Napoleon, or, or, this, or the sport docu-series, right. or the yep. sport docu-ones, yeah. Like, there's things that are coming out where it's like, you can make such a good live-action movie based on historical events, obviously with some, you know, dramatizations and everything mm-hmm. in there, they will capture more people's attention because it's like, wow, this is a this is a war movie. This is this is literally the creation of the atomic bomb as told from Oppenheimer himself and what he did and went through, right? It's not, hey, here's Thor four <laughs> right. and you're like, I don't need a fourth story in this yes. you know. Also one thing, too, to point out, that's a good, another good point. I think for a lot of people, unless you are really plugged in and you have seen all of the MCU content, it is a huge barrier to entry to be like, like if I were to tell my parents that, hey, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is actually pretty good. You, should, you guys should go see it. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, okay, well, is there anything else we need to watch before mm-hmm. we go in? And I'm like, oh, uh, boy. Uh, all of it? Yeah. Actually, just um, Google the, the Marvel <laughs> timeline and watch everything before it, and that'll tell you the story so of it's where like, you're at. There's, there's this barrier to entry of like if you want to just almost check out a little bit and just dip your toes in periodically when you're like, hey, that looks interesting or that TV show looks cool, you're like, well, fuck, do I have to – now go like for example like if the character of moon knight shows up in avengers kang dynasty as a marvel fan going into that movie are you now obligated to go back and watch moon knight the tv show to figure out who moon knight is or are they going to be able to explain in like 30 seconds in avengers kang dynasty this is who moon knight is right you know like there's like too much homework now it's almost like a burden right and to be like well now i gotta watch three fucking movies and a tv show just so i can watch this new movie coming out and know what's happening the marvels is a perfect example Mm -hmm. to see the marvels the movie that just came out their brand new release you basically have to have seen everything in the Infinity Saga, including... So it's not just like the first Captain Marvel. Right. Obviously, that's a prerequisite. You have to see that, plus Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. And to see those movies, you kind of have to see everything prior to know what the right. Infinity Stones are and who all those other characters are. And her two like main compatriots in the new movie who are helping her out defeating the bad guy... One of them is a character introduced in WandaVision, the TV show. So you have to watch WandaVision to know who the fuck she is. And the other is introduced in Miss Marvel, another Disney Plus TV show. So it's like, now I have to watch not only the 23 movies plus whatever they've released post-Endgame. I have to watch two TV shows and then I can go see the Marvels and know what the fuck's happening. So their entire web is just like Like, way too much. It's too much. 23 movies is a lot. I remember... Before Endgame came out, they're like, if you got to get ready for Endgame, you need to start watching one movie a day starting now. And there was like the whole countdown. Yeah. And yeah, it was like, yeah. you need to watch start now and you can't miss a single day if you want to watch everything. And he gave you the order. And I'm like, okay. I tried to follow and I'm like, this is just so much. It's like, a lot of superhero movies. Like, I can grind out shows. I can grind out movies. I could watch nine hours of movies or nine hours of shows in a day easily. But at some point I go... I'm a little bit like bored on this 
this superhero topic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, the other I was watching. What was I watching? Like three weeks ago, it was like not superhero. Fuck, what was I watching? I can't think about it. A movie or TV show? What? It was. It was like a collection of movies. But then I was like, I'm bored with this, and I watched a movie on John Dillinger. Okay. So then I was like, well, now my brain's in this. You kind of re- reset wanna, a little right. bit. Yeah. So then I went and watched uh, The Highwaymen about Bonnie and Clyde, and I yeah. like, lawless, and right. So I went through all of these movies, then I switched back to that time frame, and I just completely forgot what I was watching about. I don't know what it was. I started Iron Man. That's what it was. Okay. I started at Iron Man. And I was just like, I got bored. Like, yeah. They're <laughs> great movies, but I was just like, I just I think I'm worn out on it. I've just been like sitting here like giggling at myself because of your guys' last week's podcast episode about you guys being old man. <laughs> oh dude, get off <laughs> my so, lawn. So here I am sitting here and I'm like, you know what? After this entire discussion we've had so far, maybe it's not the public. Maybe it's just <laughs> our opinions have changed because we've gotten older and we just don't want to well, watch no, super well, I, I, I think that's a fair point. <laughs> but I also think this seems to be a sentiment shared by a vast majority oh, of people. Oh, of yeah. The, yeah the I'm not right discrediting yeah. that at all. I, 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 I truly think, I think a lot of people are losing their patience with the right. MCU. And I, and I think, look. Would would we be having this conversation if every movie they had released since Endgame was a fucking banger? No. no. We'd be like, the MCU is still cracking. They're batting a thousand. This is great. But it hasn't been that way. There's been like right. a couple of movies, but, maybe a couple TV shows where you're like, that was pretty good. The rest of it is like kind of okay or even not very good. At you know? the same time, in regards to the MCU, like Deadpool, I don't really count like certain movies that they're not like trying to tie into. I go... If you would have stopped at Endgame and never tried to relate back to any of those characters, just start completely just fresh. Start completely fresh. You would have done fine. Or if, hey, we want to release a couple Spider-Man movies afterwards, I would have been like, that's fine, mm-hmm. right? Keep the casting the same. But now they're trying to just recreate the story again, and it's one of those don't do that. Just stop because in Endgame we you lose Captain America. Well, he's just old as shit. He's not going to do anything anymore. Iron Man dies, right? Like. So much happens in there that you're just like, this is the perfect ending yeah. to the greatest story, like you said, ever tied together through how many characters are there in the t- first 23 movies? Like, Oh, countless. So at many. least 10 or 15 main characters yeah. that you're introduced. Mm-hmm. It was the greatest way to tie everything together. It's perfect. And then end it. And it's like... We can stop here unless you need to wrap up certain storylines on certain right, characters. Like Guardians stuff. Three. Right. right. Like you wrap up the loose ends, but you don't try and like well at the same time here's this and it's like <laughs> That's the thing that I think is and you, you you're bringing up both of you are bringing up a lot of good points because it's like what they're trying to do right now is this delicate balancing act of simultaneously wrapping up plot lines from pre endgame, from like mm-hmm. the previous saga introducing new characters and getting you on board with like, these are the new Avengers mm-hmm. and trying to be like, here's the new threat right. that they're going to have to face. Right. That's a lot to balance. Well, and that's I what think I was that's saying earlier. When, when yeah. all this stuff comes out, everyone's kind of like, okay, like, you know, it, it, there's, you're kind of wrapping up. Okay. There's a black widow movie. Fine. Like whatever. Like that character's kind of gone now from the story. Mm-hmm. You're introducing Shang-Chi. You're introducing internals. Okay. Some of those may have been successful. Some of them may have not been. Another thing that also does suck that that is worth mentioning is Chadwick Boseman passing yeah. really fucked a lot of their plans. Right. And like R.I.P. That was a tragedy. But like 
they were not counting on yeah. not having Chadwick Boseman for a long time. Like right. that, that guy was going to be in multiple Black Panther sequels. He was going to show up in other movies, and he was going to be an Avenger yep. for a while. Right. And now they're kind of left in this lurch of like, well, what do we really do? We right. know we're going to release another Black Panther movie, but we don't have our guy who's See, playing and Black that's, Panther. And well, that goes to Matt's point of like, I, you know, if if I could, if I was the writers and the directors and Kevin, if I was that Kevin guy, the Kevin Feige, Kevin, yeah. Hi- right? If I was the president. I would. I would say, okay, Endgame is obviously the last of this entire saga. I'll have two or three movies to wrap up these other characters, right? Like Thor. Thor's off living his life. Obviously, Loki season two. My understanding is that kind of wrapped up Loki's perspective. That seemed like a pretty final. So it's like, okay, so you got Thor, you got Loki taken care of. You've got Iron Man. No more more Iron Man, no more Captain America, no no more Black Widow. Exactly. So it's like you have your Guardians. Guardians are done pretty much. So it's like you wrap all those up after Endgame in two years, right? You, You give it 2021, 2022, 2022. You wrap up all of that. And then to Matt's point, you just completely start fresh you don't do these tv shows you don't do any of this you just start a hundred percent fresh of here's a new storyline you know we you got to figure out a way to bring in the falcon you got to figure out a way to bring in the winter soldier but like the way that they did that was not effective yeah you You know i think they try they're trying too hard to mimic the actual like like don't name it the avengers right like, can we just retire the Avengers because the original Avengers are gone? Right. Like, they really are. Why yeah. can't we name it something else? And it's just one of those things that, and we've, we're beating the same bush, but it's like they're just riding off the coattails of the success of the original 23 Avenger, you know, storyline movies. And it's like, just stop. I mean, yeah, it's my personal opinion. And there are people out there that are like, oh, you guys are fucking stupid. Like, they're all great. You know, it's never. And it's like. Yeah, I'm sure there's people who have loved everything, basically. But like, Harry Potter for me, right? I already saw that they're like, we're going to do a HBO reboot. And I'm like, no. It's too <laughs> yeah. soon. Yeah. And there's no way you could recast Harry Potter within 25 to 30 years where I wouldn't be like, that's not Harry Potter. Wouldn't like, be that's, pissed, yeah. Right. I would right. be like, Harry Potter did great. Same with Star Wars. When they're like, there's a new Star Wars coming out. Everyone was super hyped, and I was sitting there going, you know what's crazy, though? I could rewatch all six of these Star Wars movies and be 100% happy with never having any new Star Wars content ever again. Because it had a beginning, middle, and end. It had a whole story. It had the whole story. They wrapped it up, and then they're like, here it comes, and then you watch it, and you're kind of like, like, yay, Star Wars is back, but like, really? Like, I. so I, just, I know ex- I have a lot of the same reservations that you do with like properties that I feel very attached to, and that's why like we did a John Wick episode earlier this year oh, after so John good. Wick Four, Keep, fifth movie's coming. What a movie! It's coming. See, but stop after five. See, that's where I'm like, I really would prefer it. Honestly, as much as it would be great to have more John Wick content, I would prefer it if they just stopped with four because four is perfect right but so i'm like don't the way ruin it the way me. they i know they're four. going to i fucking know they're going the, to but i'm like mm-hmm. don't the way they so ended get, it though is it's just like like the way they ended endgame was at the funeral right right if i'm remembering that's a perfect way to end it you're at a fucking funeral which means someone died which means it's sad and like they're not being introduced to new characters you're just showing everyone together one last time great end it at least john wick they were like he's bleeding it's open-ended enough and he's just like, like laying yeah. on the stairs as the sun rises and you're like 
what happens in like credits? And you're like, fuck. Like either he died or he's just taking a nap. Right. right. He might just be resting. I don't right. know. But like as I told you, told you guys in that, were you, were you here for the John Wick episode or was it just me and you? I, I wasn't here for the Wick. We were on the John Wick one. No. Well, uh, maybe I, I was. Know. As I was telling you. No, because I never, you guys, t- yeah, I was, because I never watched any of it, and I told you guys that during the podcast, oh, yeah. and you guys were giving me That's shit That's right. For it. Well, you told me right before we were going, <laughs> yeah. this, this fucking guy shows up to my house. <laughs> it, it was when we, we were going to meet you, because I had already seen it, and then I was going to go see it for the second time with right. you guys. He shows up to my house, and he goes, okay, so I have something to tell you. Like, he's all fucking ashamed, and I'm like, what? Like, I'm his dad or something. He's like, so he smoked weed. He's like... So I haven't seen any of the John Wick movies. And I'm like, why are you going to see the fourth one with me then? He's like, I don't know. You said it was really good. And I'm like, all right, dude. I mean, at least it's kind I, of an action movie where you're like, I don't necessarily need to you know don't the full technically story. have to have seen the well, other ones. Well, I will say it was a good fucking movie. Still, and what did I do movie. later that the next couple days? I watched one, two, and three. There you go. And I was like, I, I am so he's caught up. he's caught up now. But, <laughs> yeah. But it's like something like that. They left it open-ended. Endgame, they didn't leave anything open-ended, no. right? There were certain storylines where it's like, we got to, like I said, close the loose ends, but they could do that in a separate movie and everyone would be fine with it because they're not trying to be like, we're reviving the Avengers. It's like, no, you're just closing off a piece of your story. So and I, I have a couple things to add to that too because some of the news recently is that Wolverine is going to be a big part of Deadpool 3. Right? I saw that that's too. Been, so I'm really curious to see what that's, that's been a about. Lot of I mean, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman's relationship is... So I, I agree uh, that like, dynamic between stoic, pissed off, and annoyed at everyone Wolverine and Mr. fucking runs his mouth all the time <laughs> Deadpool would be hilarious. We had Logan, though. So right. Wolverine is a character that... Wolverine has always been my favorite superhero. I've mm-hmm. always been a Wolverine guy. Logan is as final as a chapter as you can get for a send-off to a character. And it's a fucking fantastic movie. So when I hear Wol- Hugh Jackman's going to be back as Wolverine in Deadpool 3, I'm like, why? Well, you know, like... But what, what time period does Deadpool, like, occur? Like, is it during, you know, the whole X-Men, like, That's going to be rise? a big question or, as far as, like... Or, kind of what you were going about on the DC side of things, is this just a total different... Wolverine story, maybe. maybe you know what I mean. Like well, that's and, and that's I think that's remains to be seen with Deadpool three because we don't really know because Deadpool three is going to be the first Deadpool movie that technically takes place in the MCU because they got the rights to the X Men characters. Right. So Deadpool one and two didn't have anything; they weren't connected with Iron Man and Captain America yeah. in that universe. Deadpool three is going to be, and since Wolverine's in it. Everyone's theories are, well, this is going to be where they introduce the X-Men to the MCU. That's that's their... Because Deadpool and Wolverine are X-Men. So maybe and, that's and, and the that's path where, that they should go which down. Which is like, then. that's great. But again, no, to me, I'm like... Away. I'm like, we had Logan. It's this like yeah. masterpiece of a final chapter for this character that he had played for like 17 years. Right. I mean, I know what happened. Disney was like, hey, Hugh Jackman, we're going to fucking put the Brinks truck in your, your fucking <laughs> yeah. driveway. Would you like and, to play Wolverine again? And you're going to work like, with right, Ryan fine. Reynolds. Yeah. Like, and I'll Ryan make, Reynolds is sitting there going, you're fucking doing okay, it. Okay, I'll but, make $75 million to come but, play but Wolverine But that's where again. I'm saying but like... But it's like storytelling-wise, I'm like, ah, I don't know if I like that. Well, but at the same time, storytelling-wise, what if this happens during like Logan's, you know... I don't want to say late fifties stage because no, that was, is that is true. Like fifty it, years old and like eighteen thirty, and it's right, like right, yeah, right. that doesn't really matter. But it's like if they can make Deadpool happen when 
sometime Wolverine prior to was like Logan. actually, yeah, yeah. you know, still, still at the prime. school yeah. and everything at the prime. I'd go, okay, story-wise, you just have to fit it in, right? Yeah. And yeah. that'll be fine. And But you can't, like, like you said, you can't bring Wolverine back from how it ended. Cause right. That's that, it's, it's, it's as final it's as you final, can get. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if they can just mold the story into, no, this is, you know, 25 years before he dies and they can work it in there, I'd be like, okay, let's just see yeah. how they do yeah. it, right? Because I love the De- the Deadpool movies are probably some of my favorite. Yeah, you're a big Deadpool guy, yeah. Dude, they're so fucking funny. <laughs> they're just too good because it's like that dark humor, and I yeah, love yeah. dark humor. But if the, the story-wise, I know you're like, no, don't bring Wolverine back, but if they can bring him back right in the movie, I think it will do huge things for at least Deadpool. But where I would stop is don't try and take it into – the the MC the rest of the MCU keep Deadpool and the X Men by themselves like we don't need Spider Man and Wolverine and fucking Deadpool doing some movie together no 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 keep them separate I agree with that maybe bring in Fantastic well, Four what, if that belongs we, we in there we will see but. because the the two big things on the horizon that I think Marvel is kind of you know it's the carrot that they're dangling on the end of the stick right now for all the fans who are kind of like, I don't know if I'm into this, I don't know if I'm going to keep watching, is Marvel's being like, the X-Men are coming and the Fantastic Four are coming. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a Marvel fan, that's very exciting. Yeah, you're like, like, what is yes. that going to look like? Because, you know, I have been a fan of the X-Men movies from the original trilogy all the way through. I saw the original Fantastic Four movies. Again, I'm not a, I'm like a comics fan, but, but I've Chris seen Evans the original. Chris Evans is... He's in there, isn't he? The, he's yeah, the, he is. Uh, flame on flame, or whatever. Flame on. Uh, Human Torch. Human, Human Torch. Torch. There it is. So it's like it, if you're an MCU fan, you're like, okay, well, how is that going to look with X-Men in the same universe as Hulk and Doctor Strange and mm-hmm. Spider-Man? And like that's an interesting prospect, right? right. And same thing with Fantastic Four. Reed Richards and the Human Torch. They're going to be interacting with the Avengers, right. you know, like Falcon and Winter Soldier. And like you're going to get all these cool on-screen interactions between characters that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. That prospect's cool, and I think Deadpool 3 is going to be a huge piece of that puzzle right. because if there's any installment coming out soon where I can see them introducing the X-Men, it's a Deadpool 3. Yeah. And it might not be... Maybe it's like a... Maybe that movie ends up being, here's a Deadpool and Wolverine adventure story, and then at the very end, we get the X-Men kind of introduced... Maybe it kind of goes like that, and it's not the X Men aren't a part of it until the very end. But they're going to have to introduce them at some point. And what better instance than two X Men related characters, right. Deadpool and Wolverine? Es- so especially I get because at the very start of Deadpool, he's always or like he's he's fighting with the X Men. He's like he's, 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 he's always like, like making fun of them and like yeah. bringing it up. But they didn't have like you said they didn't have the rights to they didn't have the rights to the There's actual even, isn't it in the second one where he goes to the mansion? Yeah, because he he interacts with Colossus and like a one or two other like very small name X Men Sonic or something. I don't know what the characters' names are, but you, you can tell they had the rights to like a couple, right. but not all of them. And then there's that scene where like. Uh, I think it's Beast or something. Like the actor who plays Beast is like, because he he walks into the hallway and he's like, "Where is everyone?" And like Beast shuts the door and like all of the X Men are on the other side of the door and everyone's like, Shh. "Like don't <laughs> let him know we're here." So it's like it's kind of they they play into the right. funny part of it of like, listen, everyone who's watching this movie knows that we don't have the rights to mm-hmm. the X Men, but we know that you know Deadpool is an X Men character and so right. we're acknowledging that. So that's why Deadpool 3 is going to be exciting because it's like now we can finally – we have the rights to all these characters. Right. So now we don't have to skirt around the fact that like, hey, this 
X-Men character Deadpool never interacts with Professor X or mm-hmm. Beast or Wolverine. What's up with that? Well, now they can because right. now they have the rights to all of it. It'll be interesting to see how the concept of mutants gets introduced into the MCU because really, if you think about it, a lot of our Avengers characters are mutants in a way. Yeah. But it's like we haven't seen any X-Men up until now, so how are they going to introduce that concept of like... See, we have this guy named Magneto who can move metal with his mind. How'd that happen? You right. know, like Captain America got his powers from this super soldier Yeah, but then you look like, at Thor and Loki, it's like they're gods. They're so gods, like, yeah. You, you, and then obviously with Guardians, you start to really expand the rest right. of the universe. They come from elsewhere in the galaxy. Right, so stuff, like yeah. if you're telling me that fucking Peter Quill's fucking dad is a planet himself he's a, he's a celestial right planet, he's a yeah. celestial planet himself i'm sure magneto is a little bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> chiller to understand yeah you know no i'm not saying it's going to be difficult to explain i'm just curious how they yeah, do right because right. i'm like how are they gonna see bring that concept into this world where it's previously like never been mentioned and, and that's you know? where i'm like just don't bring it in like you can admit that it's there but we don't need to bring it in and well it's happening like, dude. they're gonna be like we're gonna morph everything also you're gonna have deadpool fighting Thanos with Iron Man. I'm going to be like, I'm fucking so checked well, out on this so shit. Here's one thing that I wanted to bring up too, and I think this is part of the... This kind of is exhausting if you're watching... And, and, and granted, this is a concept that already pre-existed in the comics. So it's like, if you're, if you're making movies based on these comics, it's just part of it. But this is part of what's exhausting when you watch these movies is, okay, in Avengers Endgame, they introduced time travel for the first time in the MCU. Well, once you introduce time traveling, is a character ever really dead now is the, right. is the question, right? So, And now in this new phase of things, they have a what's called a multiverse. Yeah. In a, in a world where you can time travel and there's multiple universes, is a character ever really dead? Right. So I think that in and of itself inherently undercuts any emotional impact of a character dying. Because you can just be like, oh, we'll just go back in time and fucking get an earlier version. But, or, or we'll, or we'll just go, go to a different multiverse and, see and grab a different Tony Stark, version. Right. Yeah. But with that being said, it's like, well, now we're just might as well reset the whole thing and remake the movies. Yeah. And it's like, you like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, someone, I'm, I'm like heavily against it. So someone, uh, there's a theory I read online recently, and I, I don't know if this is like more of a theory or more of just kind of like a fan idea that they thought would be cool, is they were like, okay, now that we have, now that we know we have multiverses, Maybe what a fun idea for a future Avengers movie would be is you go get all of the actors who were almost cast in the roles of like Iron Man, Captain America, <laughs> Hulk, them. and do an Avengers movie with those actors and just be like, it's the multiverse Avengers. Because I think like and mm. a few of the examples they gave were like, we all know um, Edward Norton played Bruce Banner in the in the Incredible Hulk, right. and they just replaced him with Mark Ruffalo. Well, yeah. they could bring back Edward Norton and be or, like, he's a multiversal version of Bruce Banner. Right? Tom Bro, Cruise. So many people would be like fucked up by Tom watching Cruise. That. Apparently, at one point, was like in the running to possibly be Tony Stark slash Iron Man, and I saw these like AI generated images of like. Iron Man in this cool suit and it's it's Tom Cruise's face. Uh-huh. I'm like, I would actually be kind of down for that if we get yeah. a multiverse like Tom Cruise Iron right. Man. That's kind of a fun idea to play with. But again, it kind of undercuts any of the like emotional impact of like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man sacrifices himself to save half the universe. Yeah. Okay, well, it, it's a multiverse though, so let's just go get a different version of Iron Man if yeah. we need Iron Man. Well, to fight and someone, it's just you know? like, that's but that's the thing too, is like 
as a moviegoer, you want to be emotionally attached to the movie so you can understand it better. Like, you don't have to be, like, sobbing. I mean, I know a lot of people probably cried when he died, but it's like, it's a, it's a fucking movie, guys. He's yeah. alive. He's so, okay. He's okay. Okay, Peaky Blind. It's a fucking yeah, movie. It's a fucking movie. <laughs> a Peaky but, fucking Blind. So it's like, why bring why bring him back? Why bring anyone back, even if it's in a multiverse where, like you said, yeah, it, the f- concept would be great. It would kind of be hilarious just to see. But at the same time, you go, that's not Iron Man. That's not the Hulk. Like yeah, In your head, yeah. you're going to sit there and you're not going to enjoy the movie as much because you're going to be, as as much as you go to the movie open-minded, you're going to go, as soon as you start watching, your mind's going to just shut right away and be like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, Am I watching some knockoff show? Like, Well, and that would be just, you watching a new Harry Potter with a different actor playing right. Harry Potter. You're like, that's not my Harry Potter. Like, well, it's kind of is- like, like House of the Dragon, I guess, and people are like, oh, it's going to be exactly like Game of Thrones. I'm like... I mean, it should be relatively similar, but like, don't expect it to be exactly like Game of Thrones. And some people were like, "Well, I'm kind of bummed it didn't follow." And I'm like, "It's hundreds it's, of yeah, years, if not thousands of years, of years beforehand. beforehand. Yeah. Like, it's completely different time periods." And I'm like, just like it undercut what some people are like. Oh, this is the greatest thing. And I'm like, it's still great. It's a great show, but yeah. you have to open your mind to something new. You have to be up to trying like a different. I, I couldn't open yeah. my mind to being like, all right, Tom Cruise is Iron Man. I'm gonna be like, fuck, like, this I, is just I weird. Can't yeah. watch this, man. It's weird. Robert <laughs> yeah. Downey Jr. Like you said, he literally risked his life or sacrificed himself for the entire universe, right. and now you're trying to bring him back as a separate character. Like, no, I'm sorry. Right. And if I'm Robert Downey Jr., I'd be like, no, I don't want. No one else should play Iron Man. Yeah. No one else should play Captain America. And so, without going into too many spoilers for Matt, because I want him to watch Loki, same thing for Loki's character arc at the Mm -hmm. end of this season, too. I would be a little bit upset if they bring Loki back at some point in the MCU, because it's like what he did at the end of that season is the perfect ending for his character arc. And it's this total redemption story of him going from like villain to hero, basically. Leave it alone. Zero to hero. Yeah, or, you, you know, I, I was reading something, too, the other day when we brought this up of, like, was the ending of his arc actually the beginning of, like, the, it, was, it was really weird, and it took me a minute to kind of understand how they were doing That whole show How they were going with it, around. right? It is so yeah. difficult. <laughs> but the ending episode, I actually really, like, okay, now I understand. Yeah. But it's like, did, he, did the ending of that episode put a place in the timeline right after Infinity War or it, uh, an Endgame? Like all of the TV shows and all of uh, all of this other stuff happened before or after Loki Loki season two episode six. Think on that. We could talk okay. after the podcast, okay. but like. Yeah, I want to. I would really like to get into Loki, but Matt, you, right? You I'd have to watch, to watch it. it. Yeah, you'd have to watch it's it. It's very. I will say this: it's very hard to wrap your head around conceptually what's going on. There's a lot of like time travel shenanigans and multiversal shenanigans. Shenanigans. And you're like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. It. I, I will say I have about a seventy percent understanding of what yeah. what happened in Loki. Like, yeah. I kind of get it, but I'm also I have lots of questions. But we don't have to get into that because Matt hasn't seen it, so we won't get into too many spoilers on that. But right. we could get into the four and five Denver Broncos. No, no, no. This is an MCU podcast. We can't, <laughs> we can't do that. But in an alternate universe, we're nine and zero. Oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> in, in the multiverse, maybe multiverse, we're, we're nine and zero. Oh. Leading the AFC, right and now. we have 
Joe Burrow at quarterback. Yeah, and the Chiefs are terrible. They're like right. one and yep. they're zero oh and nine. They're zero oh and nine. <laughs> Their entire franchise is in shambles. If only Patrick if only. Mahomes has a broken leg. <laughs> in the multiverse, guys. Yeah, in the multiverse. Um. Yeah. Any any other th- things that come to mind? Like, have we? I feel like we've covered a lot of the stuff that I want to talk about. There's just so many moving parts right now. Yeah, it's and kinda... I've been reading all of this stuff, and I've been watching the movies and the shows, and I'm like, I feel like we need to. I would love to sit down with you guys and talk all this shit out because I want to kind of. I read all these opinions online and stuff, and I'm like, I think a lot of people feel the same way we yeah. do, where we're a little bit like, where are we going here? Right. Like, who's steering the ship? And like, am, am I really invested enough to be? watching all of this content like I was for the last decade, for the next decade. Yeah. You know? like, I'm just at the, let's know. be creative and do something I haven't seen in the last 20 years. Right. Because that's where all of Hollywood is. They're like, well, we're just going to recreate something and Dude, we're going to re so it out there. It's like, stop. To, to that point, you know what's hilarious? There's this article headline the other day, right after the actor strike ended. <laughs> they were like, the headline of the article was like, okay, actor strike ends here are some movies that are going to resume production. And it was like, it was like, I forget now what it was like. Beetlejuice 2, Gladiator 2. And then they listed two, like, two, 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 they listed two, like two, five two. or six other movies, all of which are sequels. Yeah. Every single one of them were sequels. And you're like, oh, well, thank God we got all this originality back now yeah. that the fucking strikes are over. Yeah, what the fuck were the writers <laughs> striking anyways? They're like, oh, originality and our ideas are being infringed upon. It's like, what the fuck? What, like you said, what, what are you working on? They're like, oh, I'm working on Fast and Furious 14. It's like, right. what <laughs> fucking idea yeah. got infringed can we, upon? Yeah, can we Did just... fucking Lightning McQueen ruin it in cars or something? Like, you trying to fight for for that like what's going on and that's like, why mm. it's so refreshing and why i have enjoyed getting together with you guys and and then having podcast discussions after seeing these movies of movies like oppenheimer and killers of the flower moon and stuff like that where it's like hey we have this unique opportunity to go see a completely original story mm-hmm. in a giant blockbuster movie that's why matt and i were so excited about the creator and then consequently a little bit let down by that movie yeah but it's like I would take ten of those over like Thor five. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I, right. I've seen Thor Just a lot. The story. I get it. Like right. give me Dune two. Like yeah. I watch Dune and I'm yeah. like, all right, you guys now, set two? you guys set up a fucking I'm in. But like right. but like Dune set up the story perfect. And they it's left really it like to where you're like, Okay, I that's need like to know part one. Right. This is really like part two. So right. I mean it's technically a sequel, but kinda not right. really. But like I'm saying, they set it up to where they're like, This is what we need to get you yeah. involved yeah. in and invested in and then the second one is where you're really gonna see right. shit go down and you're like, Okay, now I'm into it. And then you're like, I want to watch, and they're like, coming soon to DVD in 2033. Dude, that one like, really, fuck that us. one getting moved from because it would have been out now already. It was, yeah. it was coming out in November this year, and now it's like not until March of next year. That one really upset me because I'm a big Dune guy. I'm just, I'm also kind of uh, worn out on three hour long movies in the theater. So, dude, they we've been can seen we get a lot like, of three hour long. How long's Napoleon, by the way? Should we oh, look that up? If it's, I don't know. If but, it's three hours, we're literally on a streak of like five movies in a but, row where they've been. But to be fair for Napoleon, that looks a lot more. Um, I'm excited for Napoleon. Me too. I mean, like Oppenheimer, you have to pay it's attention. Two hours and thirty eight minutes. So okay, that's fine. It's yeah, okay. Close. We can do that. <laughs> Twenty two minutes shorter than normal. <laughs> Well, it's it's a fucking hour shorter than Killers of the Flower Moon. But basically. but like I said, right, the story of Killers of the Flower Moon is really dark and depressing, and you like watch you're like fucking this just and like it's really fucking like it really gets to you. Oppenheimer, you're like, oh, this is great, and then you're like, fuck, I gotta pee, man, and like, but I don't want to miss anything, and like, then it ends, you're like, fuck, that was really long. 
Napoleon, I feel like we're going to get a lot of action and there's, there's going to be a, be a lot, lot going, going on. on. And I, it's like, th- those are the type of movies that if it is close to a three hour runtime, I'm okay with. Because it's like you're doing a historical epic on right. one of the most right. important military historical figures in the history of mankind. Like, yeah, by all means, take three hours and fucking cook. So, I'm cool with it. But if it's like, you know, if it's some random movie and you're just going to make me sit through three hours just because you don't know how to edit, that's a different story. Right. So I saw, and, and we can wrap up here soon, but I, I listened to a little episode from Joe Rogan and he was talking with someone about Kangas Khan. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, a Kangas Khan movie. When are we going to make a movie about that? I know what he did was really fucked up. But the dude at the time wiped out 10% of the fucking global population. When Insane. are we going to make a movie about the Mongols and like get, you know, maybe Christopher... Oh, dude, if Christopher Nolan made a movie... Oh. <laughs> three and a half hours later, we're like, all right, he only killed 60,000 people. We've, <laughs> we've got three and a half more hours to get to that 80 million or whatever he killed. That's, well, that's why I'm so excited for Napoleon because Ridley Scott is really good oh, at yeah. making these types of movies. Yeah. Like, that's his bread and butter, is historical military epics. You're like, fuck yeah, dude. Get I, I'm ready. Because that comes out, what, in seven days? It's right? right before Thanksgiving. I think it's like next Wednesday. I right. Think. So a week from today. Yeah. Oh, I thought it comes out on Friday. I don't think so. Oh. I think the one coming out this weekend is the Hunger Games prequel. Oh, the twenty second. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Right, 22nd. because we were gonna go watch it next we weekend. Gonna, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to um, schedule that one around Thanksgiving and stuff. But yeah, yeah, oh, probably dude, like Sunday so night or something. Oh, and then a Red Rising series. Oh, please make it into a fucking. Please TV make show. it into a movie series, please. See, Matt, I know you don't read. I can you, watch a movie though. I know you don't. Oh, read, dude, but. If there would, if there is a book series that I would say this is worth your time to read, it is Red Rising. It I, is. I will say Ever this since though, I finished it, I have just been singing its praises to anyone who will listen to me. <laughs> I will say this though: whenever you guys read a book and then we go watch a movie, you guys, well, according to the book, I'm like, fuck the book. <laughs> we are here to watch the movie. We're not here to read the book. We're here to watch the fucking movie. What happened on the screen is what we're talking about. It's like, well, in the book. You know, they do this differently. And I'm like, yeah, that's a fucking book. They have well, you know, 900 that, pages I have been that way a very long time because I've, I've been reading books for forever. But right. that right, is what, like, but that it's is like, just enjoy the favorite. movie. Like, in, like everyone with Harry well, Potter, I, they're I, like, well, I in the books to compared to Harry that. Potter. Yeah. I'm like, just enjoy the movie. It's supposed to be a movie and not a nine-hour-long movie that goes word for word with the book. Well, and that's why they they're call supposed them to be separate. adaptions, right? right? Is because it doesn't... Like, I have seen... One of my favorite things to do is read a book and then see the TV show or movie yeah. adaption to see how they differ. Right. Because I have seen plenty of so you examples watch the movie where first and then go read. I've done that too actually. I've done it in reverse order. There have been I've seen plenty of adaptions where they're like almost beat for beat exactly what's in the book. And though and some of those are good, some of them are not as good. Others I have sometime seen maybe where good, sometimes sometime maybe, maybe shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest clip ever. <laughs> um and I've seen some adaptions that like barely follow the source material at all. It's only loosely based, and some of those are really good too. So it's right. like that's why it's cool seeing adaptions because you're like, where is what is this writer and director? What direction are they going to take this story? Are they more interested in doing a beat for beat recreation, or are they more interested in the themes of the original story and they're just going to take it and do their own? Thing? Yeah, because that happens a lot. You see both versions of that. Well, I guess you could say a good example. Well, not maybe not to go with reading but like the last of us 
everyone's oh, like, yeah. did you play yeah. the games? And I'm like, I don't think you have to play the games to enjoy that show. You could have True no that. idea that that was based on a video game. You're just like, oh, well, still I'm going to watch The Last of Us yeah. show. And you have no clue what a video game is. And you watch it and you go, that was a great show. Fantastic and you're, everyone's show. like, it's based on a video game. And you're like, what? That was and my initial like, yeah, reaction. I didn't know it was a video uh, game. Yeah, it's... But it's it's one of those you don't have to play the game to understand it. You don't have to like yeah right. It's one of those you could just watch the show and go wow that was great yeah. And then everyone's like well go play the game now. It's like I don't need to because the show just did everything for That's me. That's the cool part though is like if you see The Last of Us and you're like that show is awesome and I I think that story is fascinating. If you want to be in that world more, you gotta go play. A game. Go play the video games. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You can just spend. You can go eighty hours in that world right. and be absorbed in it. And right. You can go it. be all the characters. Yeah. And, and do the that's things the, that go on. That's the well, cool wasn't, thing. Is like so was that? Wasn't the entire first season based on the entire video game? So I think like, the entire, so. we talked about the this entire in first season. What they. Because The Last of Us Two, I believe, has already come out the video game, mm. but they were. Uh, the video game writers were part of the show. Right. So they, I believe what they did, they were like, we kind of wrapped up the first game in season one and season yeah. two will be more on the game two. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was so, my understanding. So that's, well. okay. So you end game one, like, you know, I mean, you've seen it on yeah. the show, obviously, but so spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but the end game or they end the show up on the mountain when she's like, what happened to... Um, I can't remember, but all the bumblebees or whatever. And he goes, yeah, they're still back there. I, we just left early. Yeah. And then they're looking down upon a town. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, and that's how you got left off. I think game two is we start there, and now you go out on uh, another okay. like cool. journey. Yeah. Okay, so it's like season for game. Like right. season yeah. one is game one, game that, two That was my understanding And then well. there's been discussion that they might extend it pending – season two and how even though the there's not a is. third game right because the writers of the games are involved in the show so right. they could make a third season but because it's one of those okay i think three seasons is just right for certain shows mm -hmm. two you might be like i i need more like need one more, more season yeah, yeah. But if you go three and it ends and you're like, this was, okay, just stop it. And they're like, no, you did so good. Here comes season four. And it's like, you know, it becomes that whole repetition of when do we stop? Like how yeah. many fungus zombies are we going to be able to kill? Right. You know, it's like. Well, that was the trap that like Walking, Walking Dead, Dead fell into where it's like, you guys could potentially just make this show, you know, infinity. But like it doesn't ever happen. But at the same ending, time, right? you can't really make it infinite because unless the zombies can be reawoken like the night kings walking around and walking dead just like raising everybody up there's only eight billion people on the earth like eventually you're gonna get to the last zombie like that's just the mad like that's the truth same with uh the last of us if you really think about it some of the i can't remember what like the spores um but when they dried up and they like exploded or whatever and the fungus came out that Zo I don't, would you consider The Last of Us a zombie genre? Yeah, I think so. So that zombie, spore, fungus, whatever you want to call it, dies, right? It dried up and it died. The fungus died. So it's like eventually uh, we could go back to normal. Like we can clean up and we'll go back yeah. to normal. But it's like, yeah, how long will it take for us to kill probably 6 billion plus people <laughs> around the world to that are infected that haven't already died, right? Like it's yeah. like – but it's, you're also going – Eventually, people do die. Like, well, that was a thing that a lot of people brought up with The Walking Dead too. Is like, once you start getting like X amount of years past the apocalypse, like 
human bodies, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when you decay, decompose. Yeah. So after a while, these zombies, the bodies are just going to decay to the point where they're no no longer a threat. They're bones and teeth, and that's it. So it's like, you know, if we're fucking 20 years past when the zombie apocalypse happened, how many actual zombies are there to be a threat with? Now, I guess the argument would be, well, they run into other bad people. Fair. Right. There's a lot of that, too, in The Walking Dead. But The Walking Dead was... I was going to make that comparison with the MCU earlier. Is like, I think at a certain point, you run into this trap of like, well, you could potentially just keep making this forever. Right. So now what is the incentive for your audience to continue to watch if they know that and they're like there could be 50 more MCU movies that come out between now and when I right. die. Well, and that's like Am what I was talking Am I going to care is the is the right. what no. the question is, you that, know? Like, right. That's what I was talking about with like just going on the 900 things that Stan Lee wrote of like we can just start making shit just because it's like what Matt said, episode nine hundred and sixty-six of ep, you yeah, know of Thor's run of Thor's run, yeah. and so you could just start doing that, and that's where it just count me out, man. <laughs> right at that point, it's like <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, that's the thing with the comic books is like, which I've always kind of struggled with is it's different than a Harry Potter or a Game of Thrones adaption where there's only X amount of books, right? There's a eventually it amount. ends. Eventually, the story ends. Right. So once you've gotten to the end of Deathly Hallows, there's no more content. Mm -hmm. Unless you're just going to pave a new road and do new shit, which is kind of what they did with Game of Thrones. But with comic books, I mean, I don't know how many there are, but I think you could potentially sit down right now and be like, I'm going to read all of the Marvel comics and never get to the end. Like, is there even an end to it? There's just thousands of issues for like every character. I don't even know if you could get to the end of all of those stories. And there's offshoots and fucking multiversal stories and crossover events. And you're like... So if you're really going to base the movies off of comic book storylines, there is literally no end to those storylines. Like you could just make these movies until the end of the human civilization. Like so it's one of those things where like how long does this go? And I think realistically it's going to be for Marvel and for Disney, how long can we continue to make this financially worthwhile? Mm-hmm. The minute it stops being financially worthwhile, they're going to give up on it. Like, right. Because so what, what else is their incentive just to keep to, going? Just to put this in a, a small perspective, Wolverine appears in 11,912 comics. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's just Wolverine. And that's just Wolverine. But again, yeah. that could be other people's, you know, he could be in Deadpool. Yeah, he shows like, up he, in he, other editions. It's an appearance. Yeah. But and still, then, like Batman, he shows up in eleven thousand four hundred fifty-six. Like Superman, ten thousand nine hundred three. Spider-Man, ten thousand five hundred twenty-six. And they're still making like, more every day. Like that's the thing right. is like there's more content. Like Captain all America, the time. It, it goes down to seventy-nine ninety-seven, and Iron Man's down to seventy-four sixteen. So you're like, okay, there's a dramatic drop, but it's like but still thousands, still seventy-five hundred yeah. Iron Man movies, yeah, or well, TV but, shows but or you, something. He's but included you gotta think in. too, like. I don't know because in in most comics they fight like a new bad guy almost every single book. Yeah, or like I mean you gotta think like comic books take like thirty minutes to read. Like it's not that long, but yeah, I guess if you make the whole thing a movie and oh, well, and man. another thing too, I think what they've done with the MCU is probably plucked the biggest, most famous, most well reviewed. Art story arcs of all of those characters so mm-hmm. they've probably already done most of the good ones or yeah. are about to finish up most of the good ones so at a certain point it's like well you know if we've already seen all of captain america's best villains and his best story arcs in the movies 
what else is there left really to do? You're going to do the shitty ones now that <laughs> like none of the comic book people liked as much? Yeah, just because like, they're going to make you've some You've done money. all the best stories right. now. So it's like, well, why go back and do the other right. ones just for the sake of doing it? So I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I, I think right now Marvel is really taking a step back and being like, we're doing something wrong here. Now, whether it's macro factors that are out of our control, whether it's stuff that we can control internally, maybe it's a combination of both. We need to take a step back and reassess. And I think one thing they could do immediately, which it seems like they're kind of trying to do, is just scale back on their production. Mm-hmm. They have just been, it like post-Endgame, it just exploded. And there was just fucking, you know, seven or eight movies and like fucking 10 TV shows. And you're like, you guys don't, have to be putting out this much content. It's right. a lot. I feel they scale back, and then if they can find a way to tie everything together and kind of close it off, then if they come back out, they just do individual movies and trilogies or sagas if they want. I don't. I wouldn't recommend anything over three movies, but just come back out and do three. Like, make their own stories. You can, you know, do whatever you want, but tr- stop trying to tie everything together because we've had it. We've seen it. Let's just make good movies. Like, don't try and bring yeah. everyone together. Like, and that's the biggest question, and that's what we've said is like, what is the general public and the movie going public's appetite now at this point for a more superhero movies and b more interconnected superhero movies? Right. I feel think, like, I, I think feel you'll like find the appetite out with Marvels, is decreasing. I think you'll find out with what you said it was released last weekend or this past the weekend. Marvels. Yeah. 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 So I think you'll find out with that. Uh, the box office has not been great. I also think that there's other factors in play, but we won't go into those. Yeah. Um, it's been decently reviewed from what I have seen. Like, it's not getting review bombed or anything, but the box office, it's not making a lot of money. Like, right. it's, I think it's historically the lowest performing box office of an opening weekend for a Marvel movie ever. So, mm-hmm. I mean... I don't know. You know, like, is that the standard? Is that the status quo now? I mean, if that's the status quo, they're going to stop spending $200 million on new Marvel movies, you know, because if it's only making $50 million in its opening weekend, that doesn't look very good. Like I said, I think there's other factors in play that are affecting it than the stories and everything like that. But again, we won't. We don't need to get The Marvels uniquely has more going on um, externally than other stories do. So, you know, a movie like the Blade movie coming out might not have the same sort of issues with it, but it might, you know? And I I think that's the... Everyone right now in the industry, all of the fans are trying to figure out, is this just a temporary stumble by Marvel or is this a... Is this an indication of, like, a larger problem? And is this, like, the beginning of the end? It remains to be seen. We'll see. We'll see. So yeah, should well, we end on that note? You guys good? Anything else? No, to say? I mean you you said it perfectly. You we know. can end and then we can restart and try and tie it all together. Right, because <laughs> you're such a big fan of that. Yeah, we're gonna do an MCU episode 48, <laughs> and we're gonna be like back in episode 14 we said this, which tied back in episode 13, which tied back in episode one, which now we're tying back because in the multiverse we've already done this multiple times and now we're back here in episode 48 and everyone's like you guys fucking lost us on episode two we're like <laughs> we'll see you guys for episode 49 you know what we were see you later matt and i were trying to figure out the other day because we got on the last episode towards the end of it we were talking about doing this idea for the next episode yeah and we were trying to figure out when the three of us had the conversation where we decided that harry potter was his favorite franchise the mcu was your favorite franchise and star wars was mine 
and I want to say maybe it was on the last Star Wars episode we did because he wasn't on our franchise bracket podcast. It, it could have very well been. A... I was really trying to figure See, out I what thought, episode that. I was don't. On. I don't. Was it on the episode or were we just hanging out? No, we were I, definitely talking about it on an episode. I don't it, remember. It could which have one been one where we were like, it could have been when the Nuggets won the championship. It could have been one of those oh, like true. just shooting. <laughs> could have oh, yeah, four and a half hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, 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 it could have just been one of those like random episodes. That's true. Where we were that. just like maybe that's why I don't remember it, it. And it happened. Yeah. Because um, if he wasn't on like a movie franchise episode, it, yeah, it could be mixed into a random movie episode we talked about right. or something we talked about. Uh, other than that, yeah, it's probably on a, one of our like shooting it, shit it had to, Yeah, it, it had to have been the Denver one, Nuggets one. And now it's kind of hard to pinpoint too because you're on here. You're you're a recurring guest, so now it's like, well, you. It's not like you've only been on one or two episodes. It's like you've been on four, five, you know, six, ten now or something. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been quite a few. Yeah, um, and many more to come. True that. No, this is. We, the we end. need you. We need I'm you as a guest when we have like a fucking podcast studio at some point when this shit gets big and we'll be recording. Yeah. So yeah. donate. Give us all your money, people, so we can when, get when a we new have podcast when we have a podcast producer that sits over there and yeah. does all of our yeah. googling for us, and we have a whole studio and video cameras set up like Joe Rogan's thing. We're shooting yeah. uh, cyber trucks with arrows in yeah. our garage. And the Caleb could be like, I was on episode one hundred of this thing. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm an OG. I'm OG, the OG just browsing guests. Right, yeah, we fired him for the next 60 episodes after <laughs> yeah. that, and then we yeah. brought him back a year and a half later. He That's came back fine. for episode 200. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, we call him the century mark, and yeah, every, yeah. every time we every get 100, 100 episodes, yeah. we just bring him back. Hey, I take it, man. I, I'm just grateful you guys invite me on to here and just talk well, Dude, it's been guys. fun. It's always good. So yeah. thanks for coming on again. Um, yeah, I think we about covered it. So cool. thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um Hope you enjoyed this MCU discussion, and uh, we will see where it all goes from here. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Until next time. Bye-bye.